welcome to week 25 of a 3 bean salad presents here we go again this is our 13th time watching mamma mia this year and uh yeah we watched the movie uh but what did you think of the movie it's my favorite movie the movie that's your favorite movie too right it's my favorite movie the movie yeah uh Still a 10 out of 10, even though I my brain no longer recognizes the images or sounds of... Uh, yeah, at this point, it is absolutely a problem with us, not the movie. Absolutely. We like, need to uh, fix ourselves. Like, that, I definitely had one or two weeks last year with the good movie that we watched last year, where I was like, this is there's no problem with the movie, this is on me this week. I My neural pathways have just... They're, they're worn down. Yeah. And that's that's on me watching this film but then every copious s- times. But then somehow every single week we were able to come back with the good movie and be like, but no, you don't understand. <laughs> There's this really amazing bit. If you watch it backwards and forwards at the same time. <laughs> I think as well, part of uh, this year is since there are only two movies that we're rotating between, the fatigue with them is uh, setting in... Uh, I guess one third quicker because the rotation is uh, one third smaller. Yeah. True. You know, so it's just like I'm, I'm my brain's not really having um, uh, you you know, in like agriculture, they'll give fields like rest years so they can replenish their nutrients. <laughs> it feels like that with my brain. My brain is not as fertile as it should be. We needed a rest year. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't know about you, but I took a uh, quite a few notes and uh. Uh, how about you? Any notes? I took a, a very important note. That's about it. Would you like to get that out of the way, or will I bash through my? I'd, my I'd like to save my note for last. Okay, it's very, very like right. I say, it's very important. It yeah. may need some discussion. I respect that. I'm sorry for the slurp, listeners, but you got a slurp. Coffee ASMR. Um. Oh, for fuck's sake! I just, I just. I just, I wish I gave myself something to start with in ter- in the ways of context with so many of my notes, but um, you will notice that my my first uh, line says "fight the snooze." Watch number thirteen, and I did not disclose this to you last night, but I was quite tired when we started watching the you movie. You don't say. I really couldn't tell. I was quite sleepy. And uh, I decided, well, I'll set myself a challenge. So I made myself a cup of sleepy time tea, which is designed to <laughs> put you to bed. And uh, so fight the snooze was... Fight the snooze. <laughs> <laughs> my, thir- my second note is uh, lucky, lucky, lucky. Oh, it's because it's week 13. I remember thinking that lucky now. For t- right, yeah, my brain immediately went to alien. Uh, <laughs> no, lucky week. Lucky watch thirteen. Um, I'd like to pose a question, which is um. Well, first of all, we know for a fact that saxophone is quite small. Amanda Seyfried is in fact five foot two. Liver is certainly somewhat tall in comparison to the other girls. And Ackroyd is she actually tough? Do we ever have any evidence of? Does of animal she, being tough. Does she make a quadruple distilled crystal skull back? <laughs> which doesn't break. Which doesn't break. I'm sure there's a way to break it. I'd love to try to break it. I wouldn't like to try the vodka. I don't like vodka. 
I'm sure it's a fine vodka. By all accounts, it's meant to be quite nice. I've heard it's. I have heard it's quite nice. Even though I'm, I, I'm, I, I was of the impression that vodka is just kind of vodka. You can't really. Mm, there are differences. Like, like cheaper vodka definitely feels like nail varnish remover. Whereas, like a nicer kind of more pricey vodka, you don't get that horrible acidic burn. It's quite smooth. But then, what's the point? <laughs> it's tasty. Um, um, get the, uh, yeah, what is she tough? Uh, is she tough? I, I Welcome think... to this week's alcohol-based tangent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she proves herself to be tough at any point in the film. I kept an eye out for it because I took that note very early in the film. I was like, does she do anything to prove her toughness? Not really. If it... She's not even that good a friend. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Neither of them are that good friends. They kind of just come and go. Mm. Like they, 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 like what do they actually do in terms of the plot? I would argue the only reason they are there is so that Sophie has someone to tell about her plan in order to set up the plot. Like that That's... is that is all they do. After that, they may as well be gone from the movie. That's but for some it. reason, they're just occasionally there. Like whenever Sophie's in the throes of it and really struggling, she's completely by herself. Yeah. And it's like it's the fucking weekend of her wedding, or the day before her wedding and the day of her wedding, and her friends are just like nowhere to be seen. Her bridesmaids. What are they doing? I don't. Fucking no. Maybe maybe they're brawling. Maybe they're brawling goats. Like, I don't know. That'd be pretty tough. Maybe. Goats are strong. I'm just saying that in the current version of the film, we never see, you know, the, the day after the, the, the hen party, we never see really what's going on with Bill. We know that Sam is going after Dunya. Uh, <laughs> and we know that Harry is peddling with with Tanya, but what's what's going on with Bill? Well, we do see uh, algebra on the beach hmm. during Tanya's scene. Exactly. But yeah, Bill and Bill and Lizard could be elsewhere. I guess doing what? Hmm. That's probably not important. Yeah. <laughs> I know that there's a deleted scene around them where Bill is hanging out with Rosie, but oh yeah, you're dead right. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, much to think about, basically. Uh, uh. Moving on, uh, I'd just like to reiterate that Sophie is a bear. Um, yep. I think. Uh, that Donna is not Donna's name because uh, when <laughs> when lunch and afternoon first see Donna they scream what sounds like Dada as in D-O-T-T-A which could be an abbreviation or like a kind of a colloquialism of, of daughter as in the dot dot daughter I was going to say Dorothy, but, you know. And, uh, as, you know, as an extension of that, daughter sounds like daughter. And it also uh, sounds like otter. <laughs> and Harry Potter. 
Oh no, Don is Harry Potter all along. <laughs> there is an alternate timeline where Sky gets sepsis. Interesting. Sorry, I'm still on the Harry Potter. Uh, <laughs> I mean, let's see. It kind of fits the timeline. Harry Potter ends in like 1979, right? Uh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's the final scene in the first film is her graduating from Hogwarts. <laughs> Wait, no, the first scene in the second film. Fuck it. Yeah, she graduates Hogwarts and becomes Harry daughter. Uh, Surely Sophie is Harry daughter. Harry's daughter. Oh shit! <laughs> Harry's the dad. <laughs> um, yeah. There, as I was saying, there's an alternate timeline where Sky gets sepsis. Okay. But what happens is he, uh, fucking rugby tackles. So I'm still on the Harry Potter. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Maybe Harry is Harry Potter, and because uh, because he's so famous, uh, he needed to use a fake name. Uh. And so he changed it to Bright. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he used his magic powers to influence people and become president of the bank. Yeah. And he also got laser eye surgery. Maybe Maybe he's wearing contacts. There's some things that magic can't do. He's wearing contacts. Wizards can't wear contacts. (laughs) (laughs) It's, um... It's against the law. Yeah. It's against the law. There is an alternate timeline where Sky gets sepsis. What happens is he rugby tackles Langoustine and Archive onto the bed, and the pins in the dresses stick in him, and he doesn't notice because they're so small, but he gets a blood infection because he doesn't clean the wound, and he just leaves the pins in, not realising they're there, and gets sepsis and dies, and it's much better. It's a better movie. Okay, uh... There is also, by that extension, an alternate universe where both of them get sepsis. Uh, yeah, but that's a bad movie. Yeah. Well, it's not a very different movie. <laughs> <laughs> because they're just as present. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Buttrich is in this movie. Okay. <sighs> Buttrich is on the pier when Donna first meets Rosie and Tanya. He is walking behind Donna. He's in a surf t-shirt, which leads me to believe, like, you know, we see him in uh, Here We Go Again. He's a spiffy looking guy and he's rich and he looks kind of slobbish here. What's going on? Perhaps he had a surf t-shirt empire and the only clothes that he now owns because his empire collapsed as uh, excess stock. So he just wears surf t-shirts. And that's why he was rich. Maybe this is just him on holiday. Maybe this is just how he behaves on vacation. No. He had a surf (laughs) t-shirt empire that collapsed. He was but rich. Now he's but poor. What what did the butt have to do with it? His butt (laughs) is... Yeah. Um, His empire has fallen, is what I've got written here. Olympus has fallen. Is Bill a relative of Pamela? Elaborate. Bill Anderson? Oh, I see. Mm? Is Pamela Anderson... Does she have a Swedish slash Greek blood in her? Um, I don't know enough about Pamela Anderson to elaborate on that. I'm going to say probably some Greek blood. Pamela Anderson, famously one of four actors in Borat. (laughs) (laughs) What a woman. What a woman. Um, uh... 
did some very brief research on Rosie and Bill's uh, band t-shirts. Rosie's wearing mm-hmm. a Bangles t-shirt from their 1986 UK tour. And Bill is wearing a Paul McCartney t-shirt from his 1989-1990 world tour. Just thought it was a little bit of little tidbit of information. A little interesting. They're both wearing tour t-shirts. Uh, Pepper's actually a really shit barkey. <laughs> Yeah, we see because I, you know what, I had, I'm not sure if I point out to you the glass that he pours that cocktail you out did, of. Yeah. It's a pint glass, so he made that he was like either planning on making a pint of cocktail for Tanya and getting her obliterated, or or he fell short of the pint. I'm guessing he fell short of the pint. And was like, well, I better just put it in a normal glass because there's no strainer, there's no ice left over in the pint glass. It's just. He's just made this cocktail into a pint glass and decided to transfer it into a fucking the proper glass, which is I don't know. All right, I have a few solutions here. Okay, solution number the first. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying that he isn't a shit barkeeper, but this is just a, a possibility that uh, this bar has all of its cocktails pre-made, uh, and he just he just has to pour them out so that it's less work for him. God. Uh, either that, or maybe you know there are some cocktail shakers where you you just shove a fucking pint glass in them, and maybe that's what he was doing. Maybe he just got it out of the cocktail shaker. Seems like a. F- I wouldn't personally. I would not use a a pint glass for. I know there are cocktail shakers where you can pop the glass on, but I feel like a pint glass. Is some, first there's some that you 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 just yeah you, you use them. I, you know I feel like I it's, think it's more likely than he made it in a pint glass. <laughs> realized he didn't make enough. <laughs> My thinking though is if he is using a pint glass, that's a health and safety concern. If the pint glasses can shatter quite easily. True. And you know when you use a cocktail shaker, there's normally ice in there as well. And even if there isn't, normally not always. I know, but even if there isn't, the uh. I guess the the longer bit of the shaker tends to get jammed and you kind of have to almost, you know, this way they're made of metal, you kind of have to pop it open like that. If you do that with a, a glass container, it's going to shatter and you're going to get glass. Like I said, I never at any point said that Pepper wasn't a shit barkeep. <laughs> I think he's dreadful. Uh, um, I do like that uh, Tanya's kind of uh, mime for Catholic guilt. Well, not mine, but her kind of action for it is just a oh, booga booga booga. Because Catholic guilt is scary. Um, <laughs> it is. Uh, Rosie and Tanya are the best frat boys. They look like frat boys during Dancing Queen at one point. They got the backwards caps on and smoking drugs and stuff. They look, they're good frat boys. Miming smoking drugs. Sticks is a bird. Yes, we we went over this. You, you asked during this viewing... Where is she taking those sticks? Which I honestly don't think is anything, something we've discussed. Yeah. Given how much we have discussed this <laughs> this incredibly minor character. Yeah. Um. I. I just. She must be met nesting. Yeah. Given given how much you know, we've discussed like we discussed her more than Alligator and Lewis Station, who. Uh, <laughs> who who you know comparatively are major characters. Yeah. But I suggested that, you know, she's taking them home for, like, firewood or whatever, and you said, nah, I think she's taking them back to a nest. <laughs> um, 
alternatively, she is a uh, an old school mortician, and she's setting up a a pyre for um for for like a an, an old school cremation. Hmm. And she's she needs the firewood for that. I'm sure there's got to be some Greek god that involves wood. I know there's Pan, he was a pastoral goddess. What immediately came to mind was Hermes. Uh, the, uh, because I was thinking of Herms, but those aren't sticks, those are stones. Mm. Uh, you know, piled, boundary stones. It is slightly reminiscent of Atlas with the globe. Mm. Over the shoulders. Like. I think I've brought that up before. Even. Mm. Uh, then when she throws it down, shit goes chaotic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I think that is what was said before. You're dead right. Look, we or met... or Hercules, which again Ooh. I'm pretty sure we've brought up before. Yeah. The story of Hercules, you know, having to to take the sky from Atlas and then tricking Atlas into taking it back. Yeah. So that is Hercules with the fucking sky, and then going like later nerds. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a pretty likely one, but you know, we may never know unless we get in touch with. I don't know, fucking Judy Kramer, or someone. <laughs> Please, for God's sake. Um, when we see the old pictures of like a uh, young Sam and young Donna, Sam is fully decked out in like PVC, like seventies, like heavy metal gear, and that he looks a bit like Lemmy. He does look a bit like Lemmy. He does, and I can only think like he must have been close to death in the Greek sun wearing that that shit. Like, we see, like, young Bill, and he's in, like, shorts and, like, a loose t-shirt. Even Harry's in, like, a, a leather jacket and, like, a, a fucking plaid shirt. It's, like, it's... Guys, Greece is hot. Hey, look, there are no rules. <laughs> no rules, indeed. Um, Sophie's uh, little bit of acoustic guitar playing in Our Last Summer is... It's obviously going to be ADR, because, they're, they're, like, recording that on... Uh, set mm. really well be difficult with just you know background noise and all the rest um but it's really convincing because there is one bit where she misses a strum mm. and the guitar doesn't actually play as she misses that strum she kind of falters a bit but every single other one it's there and it's like the right chords and everything i was like that's just a nice little touch and it kind of keeps the illusion it could have been recorded on set i I'd, I'd say likely not but it could have been yeah i mean just yeah, I mean, I know they had. I know for a fact they had the clicks in their ears for the backing tracks and stuff. But mm. just in terms of them being on a boat and out at sea, like the wind would be nuts. Assuming and they were on a boat and not on a soundstage. There is that. There is that. Um, or not on a docked boat. I I know that um. There was much less green screen done for the first film than the second one which is almost like like mostly green screen i saw uh, still less green screen than the kissing booth for yeah i saw a tiktok the, there's like this uh sound going around at the moment of uh just a woman saying uh, don't say that it was real to me it was real to me and it's just like the behind the scenes of like before and after green screen for Mamma Mia, here we go again. I've said this before, when I was younger uh, and watched this film, one of my favourite scenes, which is now one of my least favourite scenes in this movie, is the don't uh, lay all your love on me scene. But I was just watching it last night and it occurred to me just how much I loved it as a kid and like how I really loved like just the, 
how it's a really unusual chord progression and like uh, really fascinated me and trying to like work it out in guitar as a kid was like a bit like a, an obsessive kind of thing for me at the time but um and then of course Amanda Seyfried is absolutely gorgeous and beautiful and I fancied her a lot as a and child Sky is there too oh and Sky exists whatever <laughs> uh, but I just have written down this scene could have caused serotonin syndrome in my little young brain <laughs> Like it, it used to. I used to get such a kick out of that that song, even though the instrumental is dog shit, and like Dominic Cooper singing is dreadful. I just think that song is really, uh, a really fascinating composition. Like I still do. Um, I think the the pianist at the hen <laughs> is uh the infamous swearing pianist. Have you heard about the swearing pianist? No, I haven't. Okay, so <laughs> long story. This, um, so, this pianist sees an advertisement for a job, for a pianist to play in a restaurant, and the pianist says, oh, I could do that, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pianist, whatever. So a pianist is crawling through the desert. <laughs> and so the pianist goes to the restaurant and says, hey, I saw your advertisement for this job, I, I, I would like to apply. And the restaurant owner says, okay, let's see what you got, the piano's over there. Play something for me. Play play whatever. And so this pianist starts playing and she's absolutely fantastic. Like the restaurant owner is almost in tears at like just how skillful she is. And like just like doesn't even break a sweat. Plays this gorgeous, gorgeous piece. And the re- she finishes and the restaurant owner says, oh my God, that was beautiful. What was that? I've never heard it before. And she says, oh, it's an original composition. It's called Your Mother's a Cunt and I'm Gonna Murder Her. And the restaurant owner goes, oh, Okay. Uh, could you play me something else? And so off she goes again. Blah, 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 blah. Absolutely fantastic. Beautiful. Beautiful tears again in the restaurant owner's eyes. And the restaurant owner goes, that was, oh my God, even more beautiful than the first piece. What was that called? And the pianist goes, oh, it's called uh, I Fucked a Cat and Threw It Down the Toilet. And the restaurant owner goes, oh God. And the restaurant owner is having a bit of a, di- a dilemma. Because the restaurant owner's like, this pianist is amazing, but like, and her compositions are fantastic, but I can't possibly hire her if she's gonna like be introducing the songs and like. And so the restaurant owner comes up with an idea, she and the restaurant owner says, "Hey, okay, I'm gonna give you the job on one condition. Well, two conditions. You can't introduce any of the pieces, and you cannot talk to the customers. Okay, is that all right?" Restaurant owner says, "Sorry, the pianist says, yeah, whatever, that's fine." Restaurant owner says, "Okay, you start tonight." Uh, so, pianist comes in for her shift, playing away. The patrons of the restaurant are really enjoying her music, and she's getting rounds of applause after every piece and all the rest. And it's it's going really really well. And she's not talking to any customers as agreed, and not introducing any of her pieces. At one point, she has to go to the bathroom to just kind of you know freshen up a little bit, go to go take a piss or whatever. And she comes back out of the bathroom. And one of her boobs is hanging out. And also, it's lactating. And it's, like, going all over her clothes, but she hasn't noticed. And uh, she goes back over to the piano. And a customer says, Hey, miss, you know one of your tits is hanging out and getting milk all over your shoes? And the pianist says, Know it? You're looking at the lady that wrote it. But... <laughs> okay. <laughs> So. <laughs> That's the pianist at the hen party. That's, that's all I've got. 
don't know. That that joke just popped into my head while watching and that American joke Nightmare. inspired the name of a Japanese man in the second film. <laughs> oh my god. Apologies. Um Let's see. So are we gotta do our live reading of Nate the Snake yet? <sighs> Someday. Someday we will. It's interesting to think that Sam ha- uh, has probably only ever heard um, a solo version of Super Trooper until the hem party because he never meets... Well, he does meet the friends, but he never sees them perform, whereas Bill has seen them perform. And they're all... All the men say, oh, this is like our song or whatever. So they recognize the song, but probably only heard Donna's solo renditions at some stage. Bar Bill, who may have heard a, a full rendition. Unless... ABBA exist in this universe, That's or <laughs> if the Greek gods, uh, Lazarus Band has played it. This is also Or if true. Donna played it with Lazarus Band. Maybe. Look, there's a few possibilities, but it's just, it's interesting to think. Uh, okay, we're getting to towards the end now. Uh, Sophie has all of her parents' like, uh, I guess, best traits. She has, like, Donna's fantastic voice, Bill's sex appeal, uh, Sam's mediocre artistry, (laughs) and uh, Harry's gay. She has Harry's gay. She has Harry's gay. As in, she's a gay icon, I guess. Would you say Amanda Seyfried's a bit of a gay icon? I'd say that all women are a bit of a gay icon. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying that no straight person has ever liked a woman. Would you agree? I guess so. <laughs> I guess I can see some sense in that. Uh, fucking, fucking breeders. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, the throbbing dance floor is very reminiscent of Videodrome. Like, oh, yeah, what, yeah. what what would happen if you put your hand in the crack? Like, would you pull out? Would, it, would there be a gun in there? <laughs> Spoilers for I Videodrome. I can hear Debbie <laughs> <Harry> now. <laughs> um, do you know... Tanya and Rosie's surnames. Do they have them? They do. I found uh, this out last night. Uh, I can't say I do. Uh, Rosie's surname is Mulligan, which is an Irish surname, might I add. And mm. uh, Tanya's surname is double-barreled. It's Tanya Shesham Lee. Where are these names? They're, they are cr- The characters have them on uh, the letterbox page. Interesting. And it's also uh, uh, Ro- Rosie's full name, I think, is on the cover of her book. Oh, uh, yeah. But that's what kind of made me uh, check. I like went onto Letterboxd and they're credited as Rosie Mulligan and Tanya Shesham Lee. Is Rosie related to Carrie? <laughs> um, maybe? <laughs> it's. I'm not ruling it out. Alright. Shesham Lee. Yeah. Interesting. You like looked a, into those names. I I looked up she, I looked up Shesham Lee, and the first thing to come up is Tanya. <laughs> I haven't looked up at like the etymology of Mulligan or anything like that. But um, yet, there's still time. There's still time. Uh, Sophie is Mothman, uh, <laughs> as we discovered today. I mean, last night there was that. Uh, well, I suppose kind of today. Yeah, kind of today is um, during the winter takes it all, I believe, and there's a big moth in the back. So is that all her notes? <laughs> I, I guess so. Yes, it is. Well, On to the juggling update. <laughs> uh, why haven't you composed an original version of this? Do the DJ Clamour version. 
I'm getting better, I promise. No, you're fucking not. Yeah. You're throwing... You're... Ah! Throwing balls everywhere. You're, you're, you're smacking me with your balls. <laughs> Alright, one more try, and then we can move on to the mailbag. Guys, listen to Jap, Jack smacking his balls. Haha. <laughs> balls. Sex is funny. Anyways. That's the mailbag. It's getting better. Uh, so, our one and only question comes from... Frickin' Alien Alfie, by any chance? No, Joe Tuerf asks... Oh! Happy birthday, Joe, by the way. Yeah, happy belated birthday, Joey. Uh, sorry if this story been said, but what's the plan for after Mamma Mia? Oh, God. There's a few ideas. Uh, there there were a few ideas. There were a few ideas. Uh, so we watched The Kissing Booth 3 in, like, the last <laughs> week. Uh... That was one of our plans, was let's do the free Kissing Booth movies, but we watched the third one, and that, despite being, I think, the shortest of the three... It feels the longest, it by a long shot. After watching it for about three hours, we checked the runtime and found that we were only just over halfway yeah. through. oh my goodness. Uh, it, and then yeah. there, three hours later, there was 15 minutes left. Despite and then the we... fact that the plot had already been wrapped <laughs> yeah. up. And then we finished about an hour and a half later. And then we found out that there were half an hour of bloopers in the credits. Yeah. Uh, Fucking hell. But yeah, I specifically said about halfway through, no matter what, we're not doing the Kissing Booth movies next year. No, absolutely. Like, I... Like, like, last year was a bit of a strain on my mental health. This year, yeah, same thing, but I'm just, I'm kind of just rocking with it. I genuinely think I would end my life if, <laughs> if we did the Kissing Booth movies. Um, like I would be so miserable. Yeah, week four would be misery. The first three weeks, we'd at least be like interesting. <laughs> like I could maybe do consider doing like a one-off thing where we literally record ourselves watching them because i feel like a commentary on those might be interesting possibly i specifically said in my review of the first film that i i started taking notes of like things i didn't like about it but i couldn't type fast enough <laughs> and the only way that i could possibly do an accurate review would be to do a feature-length commentary on it yeah but oh my but God. I am definitely not doing a year of those movies. We were also considering a year of Bundle of Two, where we just watched that for 52 weeks, which I, I wouldn't be opposed to, but your girlfriend, my sister, said she would literally break up with you if you did yeah, that. I also so that's off the I table. I also don't know if my, my, <laughs> my mental stability would be up to that. So I really don't. I have suggested a, a novel concept <laughs> that... How about next year, every week we watch a movie that we feel like watching and then talk about it with no specific theme. <laughs> we just watch movies that we think like, hey, let's watch that and talk about it. We still need to do uh, 12 Days of Blood Fist. <laughs> we, could, we could do that uh, Christmas next year. Yeah. I, I look forward to that. This but. year, we we, we, we we still got a few bonus episodes this year, which we, we will be looking into yeah. like, in the coming weeks and months. Yeah, it's very true. I can't, we're almost... Th next week will mark the halfway point, I just realised. Yeah. So, that's pretty cool. That's, that's pretty rad. That's pretty rad. Yeah. That's, I'm, I'm okay with that. I've <laughs> another half a year. 
Oh dear. It's... We'll find ways to make it interesting. We'll find ways to make it interesting. Such as uh, watching the movie, but all the songs are e- either uh, Chipmunks at 16 or um, uh, <laughs> isolated vocals, vocals. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't read that note. No, I didn't, but that is a plan. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mentioned during uh, Take the Chance, chance on, me. on Me, I I said, imagine how awkward this song would be without the <laughs> instrumental track. And I am awaiting an edit of that. Yeah, I'm going to work on that either uh, after we record or when I get home from work at yeah. like, when I can't sleep at like midnight. So... <laughs> That'll be fun. <laughs> when uh, I can't sleep. Not if. <laughs> no, I, 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 I won't. <laughs> no, be. no, I won't be able to sleep. I won't be able to sleep. Um, Damn, I guess... Patrons? Patreons. Uh, so we decided, I think, last week that we were going to start including the $1 Patreons in the shout-out. Partly yeah. because, honestly, the $1 Patreons are getting fuck all, and partly because uh, it might encourage more people to give us money. <laughs> uh, so, uh, if uh, if you'll excuse me while I log into our Patreon so I can remember the name for one dollar supporter. Okay, so uh, oh, yeah, you, you, you know how we had uh four patrons, including a one dollar patron a while ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I've just discovered a lovely tab on the Patreon app that says deleted pledges. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, uh, this 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 gentleman. Uh, after having donated a lifetime total of two dollars, <laughs> has deleted their pledge seven hours ago. Oh my God. I'm very oh. sorry. We did. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give them a shout out yeah. anyway because uh, you know because yeah you know, they paid for it. <laughs> oh my God. If only we'd done it sooner. No. Maybe we couldn't. Maybe we wouldn't have lost them. <laughs> Uh, so, oh, for fuck's sake, that's so sad. So, uh, okay. Well, anyway, so a very special shout-out to ex-Patreon, Trevor Williams. Trevor! Uh, our second Patreon, well, uh, currently our first Patreon is Mrs. H. Mrs. H. Our second Patreon is Jack Kavanagh. Jack Kavanagh. And our third Patreon is Andy Kinsella. Andy Kinsella. If you want your name read out in this section, go to patreon.com forward slash freebeansalapod. That is word number. It's a free. And donate one US dollar or more per month. You can donate as much as a couple of thousand, but literally any amount we stand because we're poor. Please uh, send us money so we can fly Trevor over and apologize <laughs> in person. <laughs> we could give him a hug. Yeah, I think he deserves it. <laughs> Look, those two dollars paying our bills. He respectively gave each of us a dollar. Hey, hey, Trevor, did I ever mention that you have a really pretty name? Please give me money. Give me money, 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 give me money. I think with with all that out of the way, God, what a bummer to end on. we gotta we got to uplift the audience somehow. Yeah, um... I went to see the doctor. <laughs> so that's the good news. Oh yeah, you went to see the doctor yesterday. Give him some of your poo. Some of my poo. Some of my blood. Yeah, they stole some blood for experiments. Yeah. Uh, so I'll let you. I'll let everyone know uh, 
the ins and outs of my my medical situation <laughs> as as, it, as comes. it develops. Look, there's there's something to look forward to, audience. Breaking news: <laughs> Jack poos. Jack poos. Anyways, I'm happy to call it a day. Uh, it's it's really it's 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 only like one in the afternoon. You're calling it a day already? Honestly, I would. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, anchors away. It's time for my important note. Oh, God. da 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 that was my very important note. <laughs> For those listening, a fucking moth flew onto the TV while we were watching the movie last night, and Butch thought it was a bird in the background of the thing. But it was just a big moth in real life. Uh, and it could have it really done some damage.